0: You're welcome. (laughs) You can stop now. You may stop now, thank you. All right. (laughs) Thank you for coming and doing this with me. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. It's so to be so, uh, here. So, thank you, Captain. I, I remember. I remember last time we were Oh in, my God, Yeah, we were <laughs> in the collab with Molly. Um, shout out Molly from Latrobe. We were in the collab with Molly, and then um, you were talking about you know um, assembling team members to do a certain project, and then you're like, you know, I, I, Captain, and I'm like, yes, I love dropping a reference. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm just going, wow, that happened this year. has gone by I really fast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but anyways. Well, I don't think I know much about you apart from the fact that we were in the collab together.
1: Yeah, no, we're practically perfect strangers. I know,
0: right? Yeah. Well, I think you've heard about me enough on my podcast, but please tell me about yourself.
1: So, to everyone listening, my name is Jessica. I am a student at La Trobe University. In my, I'm halfway through a dietetics course here. And I just basically live at the uni. I have no other life really outside of it. <laughs> and oh, don't say that. You no, do. it is actually incredibly true. Because mm. I work here. I'm part of a student association here. I do a whole bunch of other volunteer stuff here. Mm. It is just, La Trobe is basically life.
0: <laughs> oh, shout out La Trobe Uni then. <laughs> yeah.
1: If anybody happened to study at La Trobe or is working at La
0: Trobe, they'd be really happy to say, see, you know, a student saying that but anyways <laughs> <laughs> anyways
1: it's more accepting what's happened to my life <laughs> <laughs> it yeah,
0: it's, it's also really um, encouraging for people
1: at La trip to hear that
0: as well I guess you know do you love being here so much that you do everything here let's say
1: I think it's a perspective thing mm-hmm. I did do a degree before this one mm-hmm. uh, sort of a shout out to Noah, I also have a bit of a psych degree under my belt, <laughs> but I did that at RMIT, and oh, I'll tell okay. you, the two universities are very different in terms of how they operate, so, oh, mm, shade, tea, <laughs> Spilling. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about, I guess, yeah, that's is true,
0: that? but, you know, that's interesting, I didn't know that you had another degree under your belt,
1: that's cool, Yes, I really enjoy debt. That's kind of why I keep going. (laughs) So what make you tick? Why did you choose to study another degree? Well, I did do the psych degree, which as I was hearing from the last podcast, it is a great thing. But it is something you really should do if you want to continue with psychology. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who may have undertaken a degree like mine, Mm -hmm. where it went, oh, I don't see myself in this anymore <laughs> and now I finished it what do I do <laughs> yeah and well, then you true try and sort yourself out and you figure mm. it out and um kind of decided to go into the field of dietetics and nutrition because there's a lot of overlap between them mm. Hmm. interesting Particularly when we look at coping mechanisms and how we use food, mm-hmm. how we relate to food in times of stress and anxiety. And it's incredibly interesting. That is interesting.
0: That is something yeah. that I've experienced myself this year.
1: I think a lot of people do. A lot of university students do. I yeah. know I continue to. Hmm.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this year in particular, mm-hmm. for me personally, it's been overwhelmingly different. Because I th- remember when I was doing my undergrad, I, I reflect on it and I did have maybe a bit of the similar situation, but I didn't even realize that I had an issue. But when I got here, it got worse. <laughs> like, okay, like, let's put it out there. It was, it was worse. And I'm like, I see my issue, but I did not know how to stop.
1: Yeah, and so, I think that's yeah, a big I think thing. That's a, yeah,
0: big thing with coping. But I guess sometimes you just got to do it, right? I think the first thing is realizing that you're
1: doing it <laughs> that's yeah really the first step yeah
0: so I I think for me I don't know about you know people's j- journeys in general but for myself I was going through the whole journey of realizing that I had an issue but I had other issues on top of that issues and that's why that issue happened I don't know if I make sense but anyway no no it does it's yeah. just
1: when you it's almost like yeah we're as university students, we get told to prioritize things, to mm. prioritize your studies over this and that, and mm. make sure that you've got time to do those extracurriculars that look great. Mm. And then you just forget those little things, on mm. like how to breathe, mm. and how to <laughs> yeah. and how to eat That's right. So true. And maybe making time for that run. Mm-hmm. And just those kind of things go to the wayside. Yeah. Despite and it happens in my degree too, being <laughs> in an applied science field and applied health field. We've even spoken about it in class where we go, hold oh no, on, we don't really even encourage students within our cohort to do this. And it's something we're encouraging future yeah. patients. Mm. And it's just something that is so in theory. Mm-hmm. And then come practice. Yeah. Like just yeah. Something just doesn't translate. Yeah.
0: Well, I think a lot of people learn about it in real life and not through a degree like yourself. Mm and realizing it is true, acknowledging that you have the issue. But I also feel that sometimes even when you've already recognized that you have an issue with coping mechanism. And then for example, with food, you just overeat or you choose to eat unhealthy stuff all the time. With that in mind, you still keep going because you know that it's going to help you, you know, just have like a little less pain because other stuff are really painful. So, I think that's how I came to realize that okay I have issues but I'm just going to slowly deal with it. Because even when I realized that I had that issue, there are there were other issues on top of it and I'm like, well, I cannot deal with the other issues if I give up on the way that I'm coping with this issue yet. So, a lot of layers of coping, I guess, one of which is slowly dealing with that overeating or maybe i can call it eating disorder i don't even know if if it was the case with me but yeah might be
1: yeah no i it's a big thing with a lot of food disorders Mm. eating disorders yeah so when it comes to coping there's kind of two Mm -hmm. major types i guess Mm -hmm. The first one is more problem-focused, where you're actually looking at the root problem. hmm So if it's maybe being overwhelmed and overburdened by study or school or yeah. work or whatever, you would be finding solutions mm-hmm. on directly that. hmm But when it comes to, like, food and stuff, it's more to do with emotional mm-hmm. coping. Yeah. Where you're just kind of managing the symptoms of your, like, how you're reacting. Mm-hmm to the situation mm-hmm. and managing that yeah. and restructuring and reframing Yeah, I can get through this as long as I have my big tub of ice cream at the end of it oh my gosh <laughs> that's true whereas yeah. oh, just kick the table <laughs> <laughs> You're, are I'm you exposing can... myself oh, no. no um no I don't know it's um I lost my train of thought by kicking a table <laughs> but um, <laughs> it happens but yeah no it's not something that's It's definitely something more to do with actually managing Mm -hmm. that emotional state. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a big one. And I think... I don't know whether it's better to look at things more at a Mm problem-focused variety. But, um, yeah, it definitely does happen.
0: Yeah. I think it happens all the time. Sometimes without people realizing that they have that issue in the first place. Yeah. Because... You know, people in general. Like I've seen a lot of people years later. They would go and talk to one of their friends, and there are conversations that I've listened to. You know, not because I want to eavesdrop, but because I was there. And then people would go, like, I have that issue, and then I tr- I cope with that issue by overeating, without realizing that I was overeating to cope with that issue in the first place. Yeah, I just somehow found the appetite, and you know, I-, I just somehow enjoyed eating so much more than I used to but there is actually a root cause and they just didn't real didn't realize it at the time I guess it's happened to quite a few people around me and then I think a few years later when they realized it they tried to cope with it and just kind of like they they couldn't mitigate their issue anymore so they try to come up with another solution obviously to fix the situation like let's say focus their energy on something else so their appetite only comes when they are actually hungry like controlling their hunger and everything yeah. and related to that i think you do you know about that
1: Just oh like, yeah there's yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of different diets and theories that are out there and i pro- i think probably one of the biggest things i've found since starting mm-hmm. a dietetics course is the amount of people that have come up to me say at a party or a mm-hmm. gathering and have gone so what's the best diet to be on? <laughs> and then what would you say to them? Oftentimes I tell them, it's. and this is just from my own opinion, opinion. I haven't really finished the degree yet. so. Mm-hmm. But my opinion is that the best diet to be on is the one where you get all of your nutrients, all of your vitamins, all of your minerals... In foods that you enjoy eating, in portions that are good and not too large, but also not too small. You want to have enough food. Mm-hmm. And that's the best diet to be on. There shouldn't have to be a label. It's something yeah. that, but we don't have time to invest in exploring ourselves <laughs> yep. in what we like and what's healthy. Yeah. it's Honestly, my food habits changed after I finished the first degree and I had oh. that break between them because yeah. suddenly I could stop mm-hmm. and I can actually go, hey everything I'm eating is crap (laughs) really yeah I gained a lot of weight after my first degree and it was only after having that stop Mm -hmm. and reflecting and acknowledging that I did have an issue Mm -hmm. where I went okay I need to change some habits drastically I need to cut out a lot of pasta (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no it's just one of those things where and it's really hard when I think back on my own experience. I can't exactly tell people, take a gap year and <laughs> figure yourself yeah. out. It's a lot of people are busy. They've got yeah. work. They've got school. They've got families. They've yeah. got other medical conditions. Mm-hmm. They've got other priorities. And mm-hmm. then when you say, make food a priority, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I know how to eat. But then you tell them, maybe you don't because I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. I needed that minute to sit down and have a think Mm -hmm. and maybe learn some new recipes that I could sort of make quickly and change Mm -hmm. my life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's really hard to say Mm -hmm. take a minute when our lives are so busy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are we so busy because we're coping with everything else and we're adding more? Or are we just actually genuinely so busy now? Mm -hmm. I don't have an answer for that. It's just something I think about a lot.
0: I think that's true. And in terms of coping, like, as in a broader perspective, it's not just about food. Mm. It's not just about your diet, what you eat every day. Because, like you were saying, you know, everybody's busy, everybody's coping with something yep. every day. So, yeah, definitely. And I think everything's so interrelated. Oh, yeah. That when you're caught up in, say, work, a problem at work, or issues with your studies or even a combined factor of those two and then you're just like when i'm home the last thing i want to think about is how to eat healthy and like what i have to make so i'm just gonna go all out and just do whatever i want to do
1: so maybe i don't know there's also that aspect of reward Mm -hmm. what we deem as a reward so it's if I get through this, I can get that chocolate bar, or if I'm yeah. having a bad day, what will fix that is that chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, so I do sometimes also wonder how much is learnt behavior because mm-hmm. I think back to my childhood, mum sees I'm upset. Yeah. Goes, hey, just finish off the last bit of homework and you can get this chocolate bar. Yeah. Almost like training ourselves into <laughs> yeah. going for that goal. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I mean, there are biological reasons why we are mm-hmm. very, very into cake and chocolate, mm-hmm. but on the flip side of that, there's a lot of learned responses that have made that so much easier.
0: Yeah. So
1: that's I true. wonder how much better it would be if we went, hey, here's an apple at the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> how much that would change things. I. Again, things I think about very late at night because, oh, you know.
0: That's a really interesting thought.
1: Yeah. You know, it's I, I know it's parenting, but
0: it's never too early or too late to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you reflect on your childhood, for example, wow, that's a really big revelation because I used to be rewarded with lollies as well. So yeah. there we go. Thanks it's pretty people. much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't understand this part of my childhood when I was really obsessed with lollies and then I just lost my appetite for it altogether. And then, I guess it was around middle school, high school. I didn't even care about lollies that much anymore. And then undergrad and then post-grad. I got back into loving them. Oh, wow, okay.
1: Yeah. That's interesting one. Well, I'm not sure.
0: Right? Yeah. You know, maybe it's because of coping. Could be coping. Maybe mm-hmm. you've gone back to that. Well, that worked for me then. Yeah, it worked now. Maybe. Subconsciously, though. I didn't even think mm-hmm. about it. I only Mm. realize now when I look back on what I did when I was in middle school, high school and then how I gained a lot of weight in my undergrad as well. Mm. I did, totally. Like, I did go out and have fun with my friends, but then I also think another factor that plays into it is purpose. Like, you know, we didn't really have a purpose in our lives back then. We just kind of like go out and have fun yeah and what is fun fun is movies and movies you know you gotta have popcorn what else is fun hangouts hangouts what do you do hangouts you eat yeah just have all the delicious food in the world like try different cuisines and maybe that was one way that we coped with not having a purpose or I myself coped with not having a purpose back then it only came to me really recently like I didn't even realize it back then but you know Graduating tomorrow, so I'm doing a lot of reflections. Yes, that's right. You mm-hmm. excited for it? It's gonna be incredibly hot. It's very hot tomorrow. It's gonna to be 39 degrees. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, How are fun. you gonna cope with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How am I gonna cope with the heat? Uh, I'm not gonna have chocolate for sure. No, not no chocolate bars for me tomorrow. Because you know, they'll melt. Not gonna work. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I also feel really grateful that i'm coping so much better Mm. in the last part of the degree and i appreciate the fact that i tried and somehow i got out of that coping mechanism and i think it also related back to finding the purpose in life knowing what i want to do and knowing what i can do for myself as well so when i found the purpose i was driven i was Really passionate about what I was doing, you know, like even thinking about this podcast, for example, like getting to meet new people who are inspiring, who are awesome. And then I I thought there are more to life than just sitting there and eat and watch Netflix. There are more. So maybe that's why. I don't know. The coping mechanism did change.
1: And I think it does just change all the time based on what works and what doesn't. I think at some point, certain coping mechanisms mechanisms really do have a shelf life mm, that's like, uh, true. yeah you know what me just sitting in front of YouTube is just not working <laughs> for me anymore maybe no. I need to do something else mm-hmm. yeah because that is
0: beautiful actually because um, I guess in one way or another you change your approach to life in general by how you cope yeah Not just with you know, like we were saying earlier, like not just food, or even how let's say how you treat other people. Mm. Like how do you cope with other people? What are you? How do you cope with a-holes, for example? (laughs) You know, bloopers, (laughs) not bloopers, whatever. Do not beep it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I guess for example, I don't know about you. Tell me, tell me what you think about this. So let's say if there's an issue with people. When people throw shit at me, I'd be like, why are they doing this to me? Like, I don't deserve this. You know, like, I don't even know what to say to them. Like, I just shut down. But then the coping mechanism of shutting down and saying nothing turned into, hey, I should speak up for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm tired of being silent.
1: Yeah, it wasn't working for you. Yeah. It had a shelf life.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I think it happens in all aspects of life small things that you don't notice
1: yeah and I think there's other things too where you think maybe you can't do something and mm-hmm. you... so i worked in hospitality for years mm-hmm. in Northland and okay. Northland okay. is full yeah. of a-holes <laughs> of all shapes variety sizes <laughs> backgrounds everything mm-hmm. and all the time I would have people just because dis- it was a coffee house, so just completely dissatisfied hmm. with either food, the service, coffee, like all the time it would happen. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it wouldn't be my fault, but I'd be the nearest body that they could yell out with the, mm. uh, with the logo on the shirt. Oh, and no. when I started at 16, it was, you know, hard. Mm-hmm. I would cry, you'd oh. go home. Yeah. But then I started kind of growing into a sort of a bitch phase where I went, <laughs> you know what i am getting paid minimum wage yeah so i really should just give minimum fucks (laughs) and that's a very good way to put it and you just smile and tell them to just go fuck themselves (laughs) (laughs) because it just doesn't matter
0: (laughs) that's very true but i think not in those exact words you know other subtle ways that we can tell them to go f themselves you know
1: yeah, you just smile and go, well, my life's probably better than yours, so mm-hmm. have a good one because I don't want to stop places. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, true. Especially well, if you've got time to whine about a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Your life is so much bigger than that. Yeah,
0: and I also think, well, that is another aspect. It's not about coping, but I just feel really confused about how fast people can snap. Oh, yeah. And they just snap at you for no reason. Let's say, sometimes I notice somebody crossing the road, and then, for example, the other day I was seeing this old lady crossing the road, and she was really slow, because she's old. She could not even be steady on her feet, so she was just like walking slowly, a lot of hand gestures going on, you know, slowly. And then there was a really big guy right behind her. He was trying to cross the road as well, and maybe he was in a hurry. And then he just couldn't, like, find his way to overtake her. And then, somehow, he just put his two hands to the sky and then he had this really weird look on his face like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Yeah. And then I'm like, huh, why don't you just snap that way? Like, it doesn't help.
1: No, no, it's just, sometimes you just gotta accept that people have... Mm-hmm really bad days again working in a coffee house there's something about someone pre-caffeinated and (laughs) post-caffeinated it's a completely different human being
0: yeah very true
1: but also yeah just i've also grown a little bit more tolerant as i've Mm -hmm. gotten older as i've realized yeah there's some people who've had some really crappy mornings and that's Uh filtered into a crappy afternoon Mm -hmm. which is filtered into a crappy evening and Mm -hmm. it's just and then it's a whole crappy day
0: without them even realizing that they actually put themselves in that situation sometimes,
1: maybe. Or at the very least, they may start feeling one way, but because they're engaging in yeah. that continuously, just everyone is yeah. reacting the same way. Because everyone's yeah. got the right mm-hmm. crap to deal with. Yeah. Again, coping. Yes, everyone's coping.
0: Yeah. I think when... Somebody has a really bad morning and then they have to, you know, cope with shit. Let's put it that way.
1: I think I've sworn enough on this podcast. <laughs> that I think shit's <laughs> going to be yeah, she's fine. Yeah, shit's <laughs> fine.
0: Well, we're here to be explicit. It's fine. I also think that when you have to cope with shit, it's how you see things. Hmm. Do you see that as the shit that can bother you the whole day or it's just a temporary piece of shit right there. And then and then as you pass it, it's gone. Yeah. Like the morning, even for the gentleman the other day, like I understand he might've been in a hurry and then he was really frustrated that he could not just get ahead of that lady. You know, it was really frustrating. And then he just wanted to get to work. But hey, she was there she just happened to be there it was not her fault it was not his fault and it just took about 10 more seconds for him to find a spot to get in front of her and then that was it of the morning maybe he was late to work for 10 seconds but if he decided to see us as shit it could have been shit whole day but then if it was to you know oh okay i made it in just in time like just 10 seconds late it's fine
1: then the whole day would be so much better. Well, that's the thing that Noel was talking about with schemas, which was sort of a fun callback <laughs> to the previous uh, degree. Yeah. Because it's not just about, you know, how we define things. It, actually, it's, it's just a completely how about we define things. It's, how, yeah. it's almost shorthand. Yeah. And assumptions kind of fall into the same category. It's just that shorthand of going, well mondays are crappy and of course there's always someone blocking my way in the morning and yeah it's just a, sh- a shorthand for people and yeah that's it's really hard to break mm-hmm. especially if you will always notice when they happen because often we don't take note when there isn't that old lady in front of us in front of us mm-hmm. it's when she is there that we're constantly like oh again <laughs> always with this shit <laughs> yeah Never going. Oh wow! Yeah, this is two mornings in a row, and I've had a nice clear run.
0: Yeah.
1: No, no, we don't take. If you if yeah. that's not built into your schema, you're not paying attention to that. That's true. <laughs> and it's and all you know like, what? it's all bias.
0: Yeah. The other day, I was listening to another podcast, not mine, obviously. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, and somebody was talking about how we are programmed to notice the bad things. Mm we don't notice the good things that are happening around us or to us or the good things that people do for us, but rather we just focus on the negative factors hence the crappy mornings, Yeah, you know, hence the crappy days maybe it's a way of life in the modern society, sometimes people are just really busy that they don't take a moment to do their morning rituals and then it just happens to be a, a whole year of not of no morning rituals and just rushing, and then it turns into really crappy days and years.
1: Yeah, how many times do we hear it? It's like, yeah. Oh my god, I've hated this year. Yeah, I've heard that from so many people. Yeah, like, oh, this year has been so long. I wanted it to be done. It's yeah. Like, and what's the, the next difference year you say between the same thing? what's the difference between December thirty first and January first? <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> like, a day like if it's if you haven't changed anything nothing's actually gonna
0: change yeah exactly and nothing changes overnight hmm. it's got to be the whole process if let's say for example if somebody says 2019 is so shit 2020 is gonna be my year so the things the good things that happen in 2020 have got to be an outcome of what happened in 2019 like, you put a lot of hard work into the stuff that you were doing in 2019, and then turns out things become what they become in 2020. So it was not things changing overnight, but it was just actually a process of getting better.
1: It was not a crappy year. Yeah, I don't think people put a lot of credit into just yeah getting through it and just slowly getting better. It's yeah. like... Either I had an amazing holiday and an amazing academic year or an amazing time at my job mm-hmm. or it's crap. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So contrasting. Yeah. And I think there's nothing more contrasting than when you speak to someone about their year versus what's on their Instagram page.
0: Oh my god. Oh, yes. my, it is
1: nuts. Yeah. So nuts. How do you cope? Oh.
0: Didn't cope at all. You know, look at my Instagram is perfect.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, you look gorgeous on a beach. Yeah, that's it. That's all there is to my life.
0: But no, when that person actually talks to somebody they're close to, it'll be like, oh, my God, what a year. Cannot wait till next year. Yeah. And then the same thing happens
1: next year, and then it happens to all life.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. 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 Whereas I'm at a point where I've gone, this was a long, long-ass year for me. Mm-hmm. Had a summer subject at the beginning. Had a winter in the middle. And then I went <laughs> off on a study tour to Vietnam. Oh <laughs> Yes. Um, and I just haven't stopped. I've just, from f- late January through to the end of, well, mm-hmm. mid-December, I've just mm-hmm. been going. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the academic stuff. And I've gone, man, I'm tired. And a lot of that wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But overall, I came out all right. That yeah. Was, Came out a bit stronger. I'm much more knowledgeable, mm-hmm. at least about myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's the key thing. You know yeah. more about yourself, and you know more about where you're going. That matters.
1: It does. It yeah. does matter a lot, and I was grateful for
0: it. Yeah, yeah. gratitude, man, preach. <laughs> but you were saying earlier that you know this year has made you think a lot about coping.
1: Yeah, because it's. Yeah. It's really just been one of those ones where day-to-day, mm-hmm. there's been a few days where it were, they got, like, dark. Where you mm-hmm. go, I'm not going to be able to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to get assignment A, B, C done. I'm not going to be able to retain anything for this exam. Oh, I've lost complete control of my diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no fitness schedule, nothing. And it just it just becomes this overload. And... I tried a couple of different things just to see how they would go. Some kind of were more successful than others. Mm. So one was that I tried to reframe some schemas, but I started sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. So I would go, I love Mondays. Mondays are my favorite thing. <laughs> I love your facial expression. It's so gold. And <laughs> it's like, yes, biochem labs, three hours, I'm so looking forward to that. That's gonna be fantastic. Mm. Just kind of making it a bit more humorous and acknowledging that it's probably gonna suck, but mm. at least I'm adding a fun spin to it. And eventually, I actually start going, "You know what? I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm not dreading this biochem. <laughs> it's okay. It's just gonna be three hours. Mm. I'll get out of there." Yeah. So that was a weird one that I just thought I'd have fun with and yeah. sort of worked for me. It depends on, I guess, how big you are as being sarcastic. Yeah, right. true. I'm very big into sarcasm, so this worked well yeah. for me. Yeah, I can see that very <laughs> <laughs> really. on my face. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. Yeah, you gotta add it um, to your life. Yeah, I've got a bit of an attitude thanks to Northland.
0: No, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Northland. Not the place to be. <laughs>
1: No, I haven't been there properly in ages. It's been yeah. such a long time ago. Oh, my God. But um, what was another thing that I was doing? Uh, the other thing was actually forgiving myself a little bit, going, you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. sure you didn't read chapters two and 3 sure you're not going to ever read yeah. chapters two and three in your life. Yeah. But if you can get through the notes and the little shorthand stuff, may- maybe you'll be all right. Maybe, maybe we'll be okay. hmm And just kind of going, you know what, sometimes we just can't do everything. Yeah. We need to chill out a little bit. Never. Okay, I slipped on the diet. All right, that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. You obviously needed that, Jess. Tomorrow we'll start again. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit of forgiveness because I I have a few friends that have struggled with weight. Mm. And they'll be also, they'll sincerely ask me, like, what is a good diet to be on? Mm-hmm. I'll give them my standard response. And then they go, but, yeah, I don't have the time to do that. I don't know how to go about it. I want... I feel... And the other one is that, I feel like I need something more than that because they want to lose a lot of weight.
0: Hmm.
1: And they feel like what I say is just going to maybe lose a little bit, but not a whole lot. Huh. And you kind of go, okay, well, how extreme do you really want to go here? Yeah. And it's just... I think there's a thing, too, where, oh, God, I'm going off of years and years of psychology background way, <laughs> way back, I graduated in 2015 for reference, <laughs> everyone listening, <laughs> but there was something that, um, it was more to do with placebo effects. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. a big thing with placebos, at least the research that we were talking about back in year old 2015, was that sort of the more unpleasant it is sometimes, the more effective because yeah. you think suffering must be doing something. Yeah. So, oh they'll but they'll give people a placebo where that has some really negative side effects. Yeah. And the perception would be, Oh no, it's doing what it needs to do. It's doing what it needs to do. Huh. So I think that in some ways my friends are kinda of going, I need kinda to suffer a little Oh. And it's just one of those weird ones where you kinda of have to try and break it. Yeah. And also reframe that expectation of you may not get there by summer. Mm-hmm. I know everyone wants summer bodies. Yeah. I don't know why, how viable that is in Melbourne, considering <laughs> we have just either rainy weather or scorches. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how applicable a summer body is in Melbourne. <laughs> but people still kind of go for it. They still want it. It's desirable. Yeah. yeah. But in a lot of ways, I think it's more important to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah the goal should be more I would like to live a very long healthy life yeah in a body where I can do everything that I want to do in it
0: yeah exactly
1: (laughs) not so much oh I need to look like this and be like that yeah should be a little less superficial but then again to each their own that's Mm -hmm. the other thing too I can't Mm -hmm. be too critical Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of people value yeah that's true
0: But I also think on the other side of it is why do we talk about summer bodies? Summer bodies to me means your bodies in the summer. That's what you have, that's what you get. Enjoy it. Yep. The point is to enjoy the summer and not to suffer and try and get that body for a couple of months and then go into, for example, a whole winter of just stuffing yourself with things And then feeling guilty about it. Yeah. At the end of the day, you just got to enjoy your life. And not everybody has the luxury of getting a personal trainers or going to the gym or making time to exercise. Yes. Even. Because I know a lot of people, they go home and they, they just crash. I've had friends who talk to me and they say like things like, I'm really sorry I haven't been in touch. But I have... Really been suffering from work and Mm. studies, and I really don't like. I don't enjoy what I'm doing, but I have
1: to. So I don't even have time to myself. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I had that a little bit this year. I was kind of going. I don't have time for. There was a whole bunch of people. I recently went out on a Friday night, luxury I haven't had in a while, and a whole bunch of people went. I haven't seen you in a year. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I'm going. Yeah. yeah, I've kind of been in my own little personal hole here at La Trobe. I've dug it up myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just been hanging out there this whole year. Mm. And to be honest, I don't see how that's going to change next year because it's just as wild a workload because I don't think many of your listeners will know, but the course that I'm in is an undergrad, but it goes straight into a master's. And that happens halfway through next year, <laughs> which means I start placements. Yeah, you know, I'd be done at this time next year, but yeah, it'll be around this time. Yeah, and That's going to be pretty big on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Plus, we go to regional spaces too, so yeah. I'll be relocating a little bit. So It's a lot, it's and a lot. Yeah. it's probably why it's been on my mind with coping. Yeah. i was thinking, well, how do I cope with all this stuff? Mm. I th- in a lot of ways, I feel like I only scrape through in terms of my own sanity. Yeah. Which is why I'm going to bring change the topic a little bit. <laughs> <Me> <laughs> to do. something that's a little bit underrated, which I think is New Year's resolutions. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. Yes. Let's do this.
0: I love New Year's resolution.
1: New Year's around the corner. It is. And... I hear a lot of people going, I hate them. I never stick to them. They're pointless. They're basically up there with Zodiacs. Why do you make them? Why, mm-hmm. why do we look at them? And I kind of think it's based on your own perceptions with it because I've been sort of doing New Year's resolutions sincerely mm-hmm. after that first degree. And I think it helped me a lot because it's just like a good time to just sit and think. Really just do some goal setting. Yeah. Like, what do I actually want to get Yeah, out of this portion of my life right now? Uh-huh. And just actually reflect on that, going, what do I need? Mm-hmm. So the previous years I've gone, I want to get good grades. Yeah. I got mediocre grades in the first degree. I want to get good grades. Yeah. And I haven't had HDs for everything, but I've got a pretty decent whim. I've been happy with it. I've gone, wow, I couldn't believe that I could achieve that. Hmm. Especially from coming from... You know, more of the sixty-five range mm-hmm. now going into more the eighty range yeah. is crazy for me. It's crazy change, but yeah. yeah, glad you did it. But it's also now I'm going okay. I can back off a little bit from that. <laughs> okay, grades are good, so yeah. What's the actual thing I need to focus on now? And I'm thinking, yeah, mental health. Yeah, totally. Can really considering therapy and stuff like that as well. Just kind of going, how do I guess through the next year mm. i'm gonna need some resources some troops yeah yeah <laughs> so that's something that i'm looking at for my news resolution getting therapy yeah. i mentioned that at a dinner table conversation and everyone laughed which was fair enough because um, i did phrase it like a joke but well, <laughs> i did also follow it with yeah no guys i'm serious
0: yeah well, when you phrase it as a joke, it's fine, but I don't think it's fun to laugh at people wanting to get therapy because, mm. well, it's not a joke. Mental health is not a joke, but yeah, I and get I you.
1: And I kind of wanted to bring it up. Is also, I kind of want to have some fun with it because yeah. it's Got all you. lighthearted. Mm-hmm. But like no one's sincerely going, ha, yeah <laughs> therapy. <laughs> <laughs> A little weak-ass. You <laughs> <laughs> you're weak. So no, I think the no, intention no, was all yeah. warm-hearted. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Which is very natural. Yeah. But um, no, I kind of wanted to bring that up with my sort of little gang of peeps because mm-hmm. I was same kind of thing. I kind of want to go, hey, this is something that I know I need. I don't know whether you're going to tell me that you also need it, but maybe you do need to hear it from someone that... Mm-hmm. Someone's genuinely considering it and going to go and do that for themselves to maybe go, yeah, maybe I could do that, or yeah. or at least become more receptive to the idea. Because mm-hmm. it's taking me a long time, yeah, to get to that point. I know psychology degree. You think I'd be all on board? But kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a. I had a weird reaction to it. I was kind of like, no, I don't really want to talk to these people in my class <laughs> about my issues. I don't really trust these people.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but. I guess, yeah, the more I've gone into this applied health course, maybe being a little bit divorced from the material a bit, I've been able to actually appreciate it a bit more. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. But, yeah, that's sort of something mm-hmm. I've gone, yeah, yeah. If I recommend clients to see mm-hmm. therapy and counselling as well, because mm-hmm. there is counselling within my yeah. degree as well, Yeah. dietetics counselling, but if I recommend that, I can in some ways it's a bit hypocritical if I needed it and then I didn't go for it for myself yeah but do
0: you remember when what we were talking about me and Noah in the podcast about you know you having issues and dealing with your issues before Hmm. you're dealing with other people's issues yeah it's the exact same thing you gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of others absolutely so I don't think it's ironic to seek help yourself it's totally fine no I think it's good yeah absolutely and you know, fun fact, this morning I was at uni because we had a well-being advisory group meeting at yep. La University. They were trying to do something new for students in general, and we were actually working
1: on a well-being module for students. I remember you telling me about this. Yes. I um, was asking for some ideas, and I went, yeah. oh, I have no idea what to bring. But <laughs> you did help a lot because this
0: morning we made a lot of progress, I'd say. So you'll be happy to hear that, you know, something's underway and you don't have to seek help outside. Just, yeah, count on
1: the trope. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely cool mm-hmm. and promising for those at La Trobe <laughs> who live here yeah. under rocks like yeah. me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, you know that you want to. So that's a good thing because a lot of other students don't even know that they need to seek need help. Need to and then want to. There and is a stigma. To. Yeah, exactly we were discussing it this morning and you know I probably send this conversation to people who are interested so they know that you're one of the students who represent a lot of other students who have the exact same issues honestly we all have the same issues just in different ways our stories are a little bit different but it's the same but you know I refer back to what you were saying earlier it was interesting you were doing goal-setting Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what What you said really resonated with what I studied, because I did project management, and you were saying you have to set goals for the, this period of your life. Yeah. That is a project. What did you want to get out of the project? You want to get better mental health? You want to get better grades? And I think I do that in my personal life as well, like you are, were doing with your degree, like you try to apply it to real life. So I do the same thing. And with New Year's resolution, I'd say, be really specific mm. if you want to get a result out of it well for example if you if you're saying that you want to get a better grade which range are you looking for oh yeah where are you aiming to, to be and then even with mental health because it's really intangible it's so hard to imagine it cannot be measured Maybe you can choose to measure it in your own way. So let's say if you keep a daily gratitude journal or you journal daily, the goal of the year can be checking that I am happy today box every day or every week or every Monday. I don't know. Up to you. It can be a goal. And sometimes it's just a little reminder for yourself to, hey, be happy today or just be grateful today. I think I did that for about four months.
1: Oh, yeah. And it just
0: really helped. Just putting a little reminder on my phone and and say, be grateful today or just have an amazing day today. Or another one can be, you've got this today. Like stuff of some reminder or just sometimes you can just put little notes on your laptop or on your fridge and then at the end of the day you just reflect on your day and you can go oh okay i take that happy box because i am happy
1: yeah and i think the other thing too kind of leading into that mm-hmm. forgiveness when things don't go yes kind of going yeah i can have a great day and that's yeah. not a failure no it's not that's just me having a bad day yeah that's I had a lot of times during this year where I went, man, mm. I can't afford to not be okay right now. Exactly. I have, I have deadlines to meet. Mm. I have people to see. I have people that I have, are relying on me mm-hmm. to, to come through. And I, I have a big thing where it's like I don't want to break promises or expectations. Like I, I'm one of those people that's like I have to get that done. Yeah. And I've just gone, how am I going to do all this? Mm. But, um, yeah, definitely forgiveness in a whole bunch of ways. Just kind of going, yeah, today wasn't great. Mm -hmm. Maybe what you did wasn't great. Maybe you could have done better. You know for next time. Maybe tomorrow's not going to be great. Mm -hmm. But maybe taking that second to go, okay, you're aware of yourself. Maybe you can turn it around
0: yeah
1: and that's what I've been trying to do just kind of going maybe take that breath maybe take that second yeah
0: yeah yeah it's really awesome that you can say that you are trying to turn it around
1: well I really don't know what else to do otherwise to be honest
0: (laughs) you are doing what you are doing and I guess you don't have to do things Nice. it's just yeah. you do what you want right sometimes you let yourself go and be oh I don't want to try this year I just want to do whatever the hell I want to do but sometimes like your case you know that you are coping with a lot of things and you want to cope better you want to turn things around yeah That's so also I can nice. keep going yeah keep going is nice damn it yeah it's deep
1: <laughs> should we go too deep I'm sorry people <laughs> will be too deep
0: I don't know. I hope people learn something. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know whether I've just rambled on for however long this has gone
0: for. Well, <laughs> well I believe that we were on for almost 50 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ever have that moment where you just wonder, what the hell have I been saying for 40 minutes or so? I've gone, what the hell have I been saying for <laughs> the last <one? laughs>
0: No, you did say a lot of deep stuff in a really sarcastic way that I really
1: appreciate. It's nice. And we, I think that's just me.
0: Well, you have this recording to remind yourself of what you were saying. Yeah. And you know what the nice thing is? New Year's resolution. A year from now, you can listen to this conversation and go, Yeah, that's hey, true. A year ago, I was in this space.
1: Yeah, have things gotten better? Have things mm, gotten worse? Exactly. How far off track am I? Uh-huh. But we didn't, I never asked you. New Year's resolutions, you kind of alluded that's your thing. So oh. Have you thought about it? Yeah, totally. I am very committed to bettering myself in a lot of aspects
0: but I guess uh, uh, another big thing for me as well is finding a way to turn my problems into my own solutions and my priorities and my opportunities so instead of seeing problems I want to see opportunities And instead of going, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna find a job in my field that I really like, I'm just gonna take a moment, Mm -hmm. which I'm doing now, to think about how the problems around me can give me the opportunity to do the things that I love doing. This podcast is one thing. Like I love what I'm doing with this podcast. What else can I do in the next year? So my goal would be next year, to find one thing that I would love doing for the rest of my life apart from this podcast so one thing at a time Hmm. because I think for me earlier in life I always set goals but never measurable that I've learned through my degree so thank you Latrobe if
1: everyone could see that eye roll
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but it's true (laughs) You, you got to be there in, in the classroom and hear people talking about goals to really understand that, oh, I've been setting goals wrong the whole time. Hence the eye roll, you know. Anyways, yeah. besides this podcast, I really want to find another thing that I'm really passionate about doing. Yeah. Just one thing, not a million things. Not saying that I have to find what I want to do in life because you figure out as you go. I strongly believe that you cannot know today or tomorrow or next year because chances are five years from now you've been doing you have been doing whatever you're enjoying doing now and then but one day you wake up and realize hey i want to do something else as well i want to do three things at once i don't want to do just one yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so that i've realized this year and That's why my big goal next year is to figure out another thing that I would love doing beside this podcast. Even if it doesn't help me earn money yet or make a living out of it, it's totally fine. At the end of the day, the other day, my friend was saying to me that the only thing we know for sure is that we're going to die. Not to be deep,
1: not to be dark, but it's true. Well, to be fun, I will will say. Uh, Yeah. So I'm a... I'm a big atheist, mm, so gosh, same. I'm very much, you know, one life, begin and end. And I've kind of gone, in a way, just to kind of remind myself that there's an X amount of days, not to be morbid, mm-hmm. I have a very fun little countdown, <laughs> countdown <laughs> clock on my phone <laughs> for a rough age. And okay. I just kind of go, so I go, all right i've got x amount of days on this planet mm. what do i want to get done yeah. i thought that's a positive i told my mum this she does not agree huh. <laughs> she goes man that is morbid as hell oh <laughs> how are you because she's very like don't mm-hmm. just culturally just don't talk about that, don't do it oh, oh okay but for huh. me i just kind of go yeah embrace it i'm i'm looking forward to being older how is it a culture thing i don't know greeks are weird Huh. At least my Greeks are weird. <laughs> okay, I'm oh, not going to speak for the entire Greek community in, sh- in yeah, Melbourne, well, but <laughs> well, not all the community, but yeah, maybe some. Just the the ones yeah. that I I'm with yeah. my my crowd are very yeah your crowd don't definitely. speak about death and mm. although they'll have like fifty billion. You know celebrations for when someone's died mm. the 40 days the six months the year i think there's a three-month one oh, in there okay constantly after the it's similar world. in vietnam as well yeah mm-hmm. so but outside of that it's like trying to speak about death don't do that do this yeah know. yeah
0: well you do what you do
1: yeah we'll just cut all that out don't mm. worry about it <laughs> 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 yeah, it's fine we'll talk about whatever it yeah. doesn't matter It seems really typical for for anything that I talk about to end in death. I don't know why this is just something that's like, oh, let's just go deeper.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't think it's deep and dark and morbid. I just think that it's a fact. Yeah. It's actually true and it's a good way to evaluate your New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Not p- not that you're on the planet. You, you know, not your not that your goal is to die, but you know, your goal is to creating really?
1: more My goal of your is. life.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And then with I mean, I think that's a kind of limitation of the project of your life. You know, you know that you have an endpoint.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know that you have that X amount of days. So that's why your goals have gotta be measurable for you and gotta inspire you to keep going as well yeah gotta mm-hmm. keep moving gotta keep hustling mm-hmm. very true damn yeah <laughs> i guess that that's one, my one big goal next year i have other goals too but more personal goals yeah not fair enough mm-hmm. uh, same same as you like mental health and everything very personal Um, not sure how I'm gonna measure that just yet but so far you know the things you said earlier really put things into perspective and I was thinking oh you know I actually think maybe I don't have to be fixated on ticking that box every single day or week maybe just do it at least once every week to have a reminder because you know you have New Year's resolution and sometimes you have weekly plans So, have you done anything this week? Have you at least felt happy and energized and learned something new at least? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that's the goal. Also learning, I think that is another goal, really big. Learning's huge. Learn one thing new every week. Yeah,
1: or every day. I'm gonna have to reevaluate my goals. And that's all right. It's all right to reevaluate, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I think we that have, makes uh, more sense. I don't understand why people kind of make a goal and then just sort of leave it. <laughs> you yeah. kind of go, it's kind of like buying a plant and then never watering it or looking mm-hmm. at it or mm-hmm. feeding it or anything. You just kind of let it die that way. Yeah, you know, look at it and you don't actually tend to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, trim it down mm-hmm. or prune like it. Maybe you're gonna do some things to your plant to actually have it grow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know where my analogy was going, but <laughs>
0: No, it makes sense. You yeah. can you can you cannot just buy a plant.
1: Yeah, you're gonna do stuff to it. Exactly. True. Mm. Very wise. Which is also fun because I recently had all four of my wisdom teeth taken out, so I thought I'd oh be just Oh my gosh. How I know. did that feel? F- oh, fun actually. It was just <laughs> Fun? They put me on a lot of numbing stuff, which is always sort of fun when you touch your face and it feels like it, it's like out here, and you go whoa. <laughs> Everything is just whoa. Oh my gosh! I've and never... then there's the cracking. Oh, oh my god! If anyone gets their wisdom teeth taken out or they have had done, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just this giant cracking sound that oh so just gets ripped Ooh. out of your face. Damn. But um, after that, fine. Yeah, I'm I've here. Never <laughs> done that. So touch damn yeah no one can see but i have enormous teeth there was no room for them <laughs> they had to go i had also fun fact about me i have eight less teeth now than the average human how mm. how come well remember when i just said i had giant teeth uh. there was quite not a lot of room for okay a few of them they had to take a few out just to make it fit mm okay <laughs> she's smiling you know what i'm just i'm just gonna
0: leave it out there you know gorgeous enormous teeth
1: yeah yeah like a rabbit for anyone who's wondering what i look like just a giant greek looking rabbit (laughs) hope that's helping (laughs) yes very helpful
0: very adorable i love this yeah I mean, we're going way too far off from our original yeah, um, sure starting point. point. I'm
1: sure we could cut this 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. But I love how we just keep going because we want to talk about it. That's the whole point. No, I think you should edit something <laughs> now. Maybe you hear everything. At the very least, cut out the death stuff. Uh,
0: you never know. It might stay forever.
1: <laughs> Are we going to end it on ASMR? <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, listener.